Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to JJ's Album Club. My name's Joey Page. I'm a stand-up comedian and music show presenter when we're not still in a pandemic. And just general good old fun boy. And I'm joined by one of my best friends, Jimmy Famarewa, who is a writer, journalist, and has the most impeccable music taste in all the land. He's here. Oh, yes. Buttering me up. I just like the idea of you describing yourself as a general fun boy. Um... I am a general fun boy. <laughs> Hello, mate. As was proven... Yeah. Uh, as was proven at the weekend, oh, when uh, I went large yes. on the Glastonbury, I got face painted up, I put a yeah, suit mate. on. I'll tell you what. The there's... people in the flat opposite me, when I was sat at my desk, <laughs> were doing their washing up and I was like pumping out to Oasis. <laughs> and I was having a great time. Joe, Joe and I did go to virtual Glastonbury to together. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I actually have been. I'm feeling a little bit, you know... Uh, a little Muzzy bit, uh, yeah, a little bit kind of um, soft around the edges, a little bit crumpled, yeah. but it was really fun. I, I think there's still flecks of glitter on my keyboard. I was thinking about yeah. the videos, I think because you were like, you were kind of taking videos and doing cameras and stuff uh, while we were kind of all dancing around and I was like, oh yeah, that's the kind of thing that someone could maybe like extort money from me for, like, you know, if they kind of had evidence of me. Mm. Uh, in full Glastonbury mode. But it was really fun, wasn't it? It was a really good... Yeah, and then there was a point where I went for a wee and I came back and you disappeared. <laughs> and I think your Zoom was still on and just a text saying, I've gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I did the equivalent of, like, just, like, pelting off to my tent. Yeah. Just needed a moment. Or you'd have found with me the... later. Just with, like... With with your good wife, Madeline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Elena, my wife. Uh, the Parry yeah. brothers and their respective partners. Yeah. Jane Wicks. Yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to them. The, None shout of them out the entire, point, really. the entire yeah. Glastonbury, Glastonbury yeah, yeah. crew. But yeah, it was really fun. It was really good. That's sort of been the highlight for the past few weeks. How about you? What have you been doing? Yeah, same. That's been my favourite thing of the whole lockdown. Yeah, it was good. And, and you know, if we are to... If things... You know, it's all fine now, isn't it? We're all just going out. It's fine. Everyone's having... We're going to have a, somebody have a couple of beers know... weekend, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Super Saturday, they're calling it. I'm already a yeah. bit frightened. Um, yeah. Comb my beard for it. Joe's <laughs> combed his beard out. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what a way to go out if that was the last of the Zooms. What a way yeah, to sign right. off. Yeah. Well, um, uh, we've yeah. got plenty more Zooms coming up because yeah, much mate. to Jimmy's chagrin, who, <laughs> who before I press record, went, oh, let's fucking get this uh, over with. Just come on then, let's get it over with. <laughs> ah! uh, if you're new to the show, maybe we've, you've been brought in by one of our top quality guests that we've had in recent weeks. Welcome to the show. Uh, my name's Joey Page, here's Jimmy Fanray. We review albums one week. And then the following week, we interview a big name about one of their favourite albums of all time, and then vice versa each week. We do, we do, and we do. It's an, you... it's an aural book club. It's an audio book club. We discuss albums. Ooh, which one are you, Richard or Judy? <laughs> I feel like I am definitely Richard. I was going to say, I'll just be whichever one you don't want to be. <laughs> I'd be happy to be either of them. 
don't know actually. Maybe I'm Judy. Oh, this is it. Maybe you can let us be. know. I think that might. Who do you yeah, think? Yeah. If you're British and you're listening to this, or you have, if you're lucky enough to have a sense oh, of what yeah. Richard and Judy are, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're old enough even, then get in yeah. touch. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Joey Page Comedy or on Twitter at the Joey Page. Don't bother Jimmy; he doesn't really check it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but fax me or yeah. chuck us Pop a little. Around. Chuck us something on my page, yeah. you know. Chuck us a page, yeah, I'll and I'll and I'll and I'll find I'll find a working payphone, give you a call, tell you I got your page, and we'll go from there. Yeah, Remember right. when people at our school suddenly had pages, and it was like, oh my god, three people me, have mate. got pages. <laughs> I stayed off grid. I was one of the last people to get a mobile phone. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Because I didn't oh, want to be mate. contacted. I wish I'd kept it that way. Was that the real reason? Yeah, I didn't want my parents knowing where I was, but I wasn't oh, going okay. anywhere. It was pointless. Right. I wasn't doing yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I only got one because oh, I found a girl. <laughs> you could get that tattooed on your. <laughs> that's that. That is the impetus for so many life decisions and choices you've made. <laughs> uh, it just could be your motto. Oh, uh, and mine. Well, maybe not so much. Not- anyway. Let's do these albums, yes. shall we? Now, uh, if you've not heard the show before, we like to rate the albums out of 10 using a different scoring system each week. So what I've done is I've rummaged through mm. the NME, tutting and saying I don't know who any of these people are in the music news on NME. Yeah, and mate, I've fa- it's full, and I found full th- granddad. I found three things, and you're going to pick one of them, and that's going to mm. be our scoring system. Yeah. So uh, would you like... To score out of ten, the Libertines have started doing. I can't believe this is true. This feels like some sort of like drunken dream. The Libertines have started doing a puppet show called Skinted okay. and Minted. Oh my god! Or Skint and Minted. So, do you want to be? Do you want to be uh, Libertines? Punch and Judy puppets out of ten. <laughs> okay, I thought you were gonna be like, um, yeah, Pete Doherty puppets. Yeah, whatever uh, you want, yeah. however okay. you want to call right. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Do okay. you want to yeah. be? Uh, Jarvis Cocker said that he's very embarrassed to be British at the moment, and he thinks that uh, Brexit is the most pathetic thing ever. So do you want to be? Oh, okay. Do you want to do embarrassed cockers out of ten? <laughs> Paris Cockers. Okay. Or did you know? And I can't believe we've not reviewed this on the show. The Dalai Lama has his debut album out. So do you want to be Dalai Lama? Um, oh, Dalai yeah. no, he's limited got edition da- LPs. Dalai Lama out. discs. Yeah, yeah. Limited edition Dalai Lama vinyls out of ten. Picture disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dalai Lama vinyl. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's got to be it's that, hasn't it? That is that is uh, that's uh, food and drink for uh, this podcast. That is absolutely what this entire scoring system Farago was invented for. Dalai Lama albums. Yes. Okay. Now we're talking. So we've got four albums this week. Is that the the Dalai Lama's first it's album? I feel like he must have had. No, it's right. Okay. I feel like I feel like. 
you know, Jason Medford's had about three, hasn't he? Like, yeah, but it's like Liam Gallagher brought out his debut album. He's been in that. That's true. Maybe the yeah, Dalai Lama yeah, was in a band sort of, before. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Or like with Edinburgh um, fringe shows where it's like your first full hour yeah. and you game the system that way, like you do a little 30 minutes. Maybe maybe he's you know, done a featured album before with... Um, I don't, don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> what religious okay, figure? What religious figure do did this. he do an album with? <laughs> I was gonna go for like I was trying to think of obscure rappers, oh. um, someone from D twelve. I was thinking about like, no, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Ganesh or Vishnu. Let okay. us stop this Let's item right go. now. Okay. So, uh, where would you like to start, Jimmy? Um, why don't we start with? Um, so yeah, we have got um, three, four. No, we've got four records yeah. this week. We got four records this week. Um, uh, why don't we start with Heim, mm. uh Women in Music Part Three, yeah. uh, the third album from the uh, LA Sisters, the Heim Sisters. Um, yeah, I think it's their third it is their record. Third record. It's been, it's been I would have minded if instead of Women in Music Three, I would have liked to have seen it called <laughs> Sister Act Three. <laughs> Was there a Sister Act? I don't know. Those, I've not there? seen any oh, of them, mate. Oh God. Okay, so let's play a song from it. Um, which ones are your Which ones are your standouts? Um, I like I like Three uh, AM. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Should we go for that? I I like I know alone, but uh, three a.m. Let's right. go three a.m. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so it's a funny one for me, Heim, yeah, because yeah. I've always really liked them, mm-hmm. and I really like them still. But I interviewed. Did them, you? And it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed and they've got a chip on your shoulder. Ago. I'm looking forward to this. And it was fine, but it's just one of those encounters where my perception of people has just slightly shifted. Um, not in like a really negative way. It wasn't like they were awful and like, you know, there's like some hellish secret. But, um, and actually part of it is that like I had to ask them not necessarily difficult questions, but slightly... What What were the um, difficult questions? I had to ask them a little bit about, you know, it was at the time when Taylor Swift was... Um, uh, just kind of right in the midst of her feud with Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and it was the kind of end of her kind of girl squad thing which Haim had been prominent figures in and they're really close and so I was you know having to be the slight muckraking journalist but I was doing it in a kind of considered 
reasonable way. I was just kind of trying. I was just kind of like asking about the situation, and they absolutely stonewalled it in the kind of nicest, smiliest um, way ever. But it was kind of that thing of you know they're sisters, they're a unit, uh, and I think my ever since I've just been a bit like. Oh my god! It's like I sort of re relive the nervousness of that kind of encounter and the slight awkwardness of it. So that is the kind of way that I kind of come to them now, which is a weird sort of roundabout way of saying that you've fallen out. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit complicated. It's a bit complicated. I really can but, I just say I really like a, yeah. a rascible Jimmy. I like you being slightly like <laughs> not up for today, being a bit like. Down in the mouth about how I like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I basically, um, yeah, I'm just sort of, uh, it's one of those weird things. I don't know if you've had this when you've interviewed people and it's just sort of slightly shifted your perception of them. Obviously, it's not an, a terribly professional really thing people, to be talking about. So, no. Um, and, and sometimes it happens the other way, doesn't it? In terms of, you know, you there are people that you're not that fussed about, but you meet mm. them and uh, you really sort of get on with them and it's a positive association. But basically, this is a really good album. It is. I think they are really, really good. And I think that this, um, if I can tie it to my previous kind of slight apprehension with them, it sort of makes no difference because what they've done here and they've really... Um, expanded their sound in such a fascinating way they you know they came onto the scene with a real irresistible combination of kind of Fleetwood Mac yes likeable harmonized yeah beautifully harmonized sun-soaked Californian rock with a kind of R&B sheen Mm. and it was kind of what they did you sort of knew what you were going to them for. Uh, they were kind of um, these uh, darlings of NME. And, you know, there was a year when they were kind of popping up everywhere at Glastonbury and kind of, you know, they were great fun. And, you know, they had these kind of really well connected. And they were sort of bouncing along quite steadily. But this, for me, is like such a lovely nimble like versatile really varied modern guitar album and i really love that um uh, i know alone that i mentioned like it's almost got a bit of a garage like mm, feel to yeah, it yeah like, yeah totally what is the garage thing like you know we talked about the 1975 album on here that's got that in it and um, dirty projectors which we were going to talk about that sounds a bit garage i'm forming a thesis joe about all these indie bands getting obsessed with just trying to sound like sweet female attitude basically okay. but um but yeah it's a really great it's a really great album um the title apparently came to danielle who is the um uh the one you like the least singer <laughs> <laughs> in a dream uh, and uh, yeah, they recorded one of the songs in their kind of childhood home in their living room where they first used to uh, practice as kids. Um, yeah, uh, beyond my sort of slightly strange rant of my uh, <laughs> weird history with them, um, 
This is a really, this is a really great album. What did you think of it? Uh, I wasn't sure how you well, feel about these guys. I, I, I turned it on, and the first they're very pop. The, yeah, the first which I song put you off. I was like, oh no, mm. not this. Mm. I'm on this. Los Angeles, yeah, which is a criticism of one of the other albums this week. The first song, I was like, this isn't grabbing me. So mm, it's a weird choice to start with, but you know, people know what they're doing. And I'm doing this, so you know. But yeah. as it went on, I hugely enjoyed it. I think you're right; it's very versatile. I couldn't help thinking, and maybe this is a too simplistic a thing to say. So feel free to tell me if that's the case. Yeah, can't bloody wait. Go on. Is it too simplistic to say that she spent too much time hanging out with Vampire Weekend? <laughs> um, kind of it feels like mean, she's but... taken that experimental because it's like Vampire Weekend's last yeah. album sounds very much like Vampire Weekend but goes in loads of different directions and also yeah, almost a yeah, bit country yeah. I'd I feel say like this that is similar yeah you know yeah yeah I'd say that they're sort of I, I, they're probably mates, aren't they? I should know this. They probably are yeah, mates with her, what's his so. name, Ezra. Um, and yeah, I do know what you mean. They've got that kind of slightly, um, uh, at once traditional and modern, like kind of quite wry, um, kind of disaffected millennial lyrics. Um, tied with like as you say yeah there's a bit of country in there there's that kind of like very smooth crisp melodic kind of uh, classic rock um, side to them so yeah I do know what you mean yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of shared some sort of producer or um, yeah, yeah or I mean like that. far but, be it from um, us to do the research yeah. on that as I say that I should have really I should, I know, I should have exactly. looked into yeah, this yeah, yeah. to further my argument but I was like yeah, this is yeah, what I yeah. think and I'm happy with that which is if you've listened to this show before is, yeah. is how I operate uh, but <laughs> yeah it surprised me and I really liked it I liked all the different directions it went off in like with 3am oh, I was like that's good. bloody I was going on this guy having a chat yeah what are they doing an interlude Oh yes, but Rostam Bat Manglage, uh, formerly of uh, Vampire Weekend, yeah, Rostam. Uh, oh yeah, is like one of the writers on the first track and is co-writer throughout the album and go. co-producer. And Ariel Reichstad, who is Danielle Himes' um, partner as well, uh, he's done a bit on it as well. And yeah, I mean Summer Girl, which is kind of you know which seems like it came out ages ago, which is kind of stuck on here as a bonus single, is just incredible. It's like every time it comes on, I'm like, this is... But the lead single, what... This is the Which stuff. one was the lead single? That came out ages ago as well. Oh, God. And I was like... I've had about... I was yeah, like, they've, nah, they've released I don't about like 12 this. singles the, on the, it. The yeah, Steps, yeah. is it? Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think I was like, nah, steps, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was not yeah. really looking forward to reviewing this, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. And I think it's great. Yeah. And along oh, along with that's another good. album that we're doing today, this has been like this has been like Heim therapy or something. Yeah. Uh, another album that we're doing on here today, like just two things. I was like, oh, something a bit different for my ears, and I'm quite enjoying. You know, just at the right time, something different's come along for me to listen to at this point during lockdown, where I've consumed so much mm. music. So yeah, a yeah. cu- yeah. couple of real good ones here this week. Yeah. I'll tell you about the other one yeah. later. All but right. 
Let's go to the scores. Should we do scores yep. and scores? Yeah. I forgot what we are. Dalai, Dalai Lama. Uh, limited edition coloured <laughs> vinyls out of ten. <laughs> it would be great if the Dalai Lama's um, uh, limited edition discs were like really gaudy and all, you know, like sort of gold and just like because the Dalai Lama is all about yeah. sort of letting go of trappings like that isn't it so yeah that would be really fun if it was just like diamond <laughs> encrusted limited edition of 50 yeah I was going to ask um, you what colour it yes, was yes so what am I going to do what am I going to do uh, this is this is a really good album I'm going to give it uh, 8 Dalai Lama discs out of a possible 10 I how am, about you mate I'm going to give it the same. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. Nice. It is Sorry. really good. It's really good. And it's really good. I, 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 really I, good. It's very rare that somebody brings out a third album and it's their best album. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think they've, they've, they, they are quite an interesting test case in that it's been quite a long time since they first released their first music they've kind of taken yeah. their time and they've had a few sort of dramas in between and it is it does feel like a real leap forward and uh full yeah, of totally. curveballs um all right all right wicked uh i think you should okay. pick next uh let's go to uh let, let's go to bob dylan you jimmy now bob just a quick before jimmy dylan. does the notes young Young up and coming kid. In case you don't know where Jimmy stands with Bob Dylan, he did name his son after him. (laughs) My son is called Dylan. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but um, he's actually uh, named after Dizzy Rascal, whose real name is Dylan Mills. Uh, That isn't strictly true, but it didn't hurt the chance. Yeah, right. Name Dylan. um, yeah, yeah, so uh, Bob Dylan, this young cat, uh, <laughs> the album is called Rough and Rowdy Ways, it is his 39th <laughs> Is album. it actually? Fucking pull your finger out, pull is your finger out. Is it actually 39? Out, mate, 39. Because Weller's coming up on 26, album. well it is 20, 26, yeah. I, I thought yeah, that yeah. must be the well, most, but no, 39, in. I know he's older, but still. No, no, yeah, oh, mate. Um, uh, his first um, uh, album of original music in eight years. Um, let's play a song from it, Joe. I think you should pick because. Um, okay, uh, um, I just do. Let's go for a bit of false profit. Cool. I'm first among equals, second and none. The last of the best You can bury the rest Bury them naked With that silver and gold Put them six feet under And I pray for their souls So, the way that I'd like to review this album is Yeah just based on this album like because he's not Bob Dylan that he used to be Bob Dylan do you know what I mean and I think he gets probably a lot of he's well well I 
it, it, well, let me say, I do, I do know what you mean. Like, just kind of take it on its own. Because he hasn't. He's been doing this style of, of music uh, for a while now. It's not. Yeah, yeah. But but here's the reason that I actually thought that this would be an interesting one for us to do, and it's a bit out of left field in terms of the albums that we normally go for. But I just thought it was like an interesting... Firstly, the reviews for this album have been like... Through the ...outrageously good. Like, um, it's... You don't generally get this sort of critical acclaim like at this stage of your career. Like, if you're releasing new music and you are 79 years old and you are kind of one of the titans of modern music and American rock and roll and you've kind of got, you know so many uh, iconic albums in your discography um, but I do know what you mean like kind of to come at this as a sort of there's not much point in being like in trying to sort of get some full spectrum view of Bob Dylan you just sort of need to like take the work as as you see it really but I should say that one of the reasons I thought this would be a cool thing to do is because like I I was quite interested to know like what your relationship to like Bob Dylan is or like when you ever and like genuinely in that kind of no sacred cows kind of way like what what was your first exposure to him where where does he kind of where does he fit yeah yeah where does he fit in in terms of like you know because it's weird isn't it because obviously you're a huge Bowie fan say these people that are just like totemic like you know you know like the Beatles or something and it's kind of like they loom Mm. so large in musical life in kind of cultural life that sometimes it can feel a bit weird like can you even sort of get to grips with them but yeah what was yeah so uh, I don't talk me through talk me through give me a brief history of your relationship with Bob Dylan Dylan. Um, I saw him at Hop Mm, Farm Festival when I was gigging there and this is like a lot of people were going no it's like you know it's not like old Dylan he's like miserable now he's like downbeat blah 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 (laughs) And, and it felt like there weren't a lot of people yeah, watching yeah. him. And I was still like, you know, it's someone that you, if you can see, I yeah. suppose, especially, especially if you're there. Yeah. Like, what am I going to go and do? <laughs> yeah. Dancing yeah, yeah. there. Because I was watching, yeah. I was watching yeah. the, uh, the Bowie on Glastonbury after you messaged about it on Sunday. Yeah. And I was saying to yeah, Yelena, yeah. there'll be people yeah. there at that Glastonbury who are in a tent yeah. somewhere watching some yeah. beat poet Drinking a frozen yeah. margarita, and I, I don't like yeah. that version of David Bowie that was on at Glastonbury 2000 with his shocking hair sideburns, yeah, yeah, yeah. his shocking yeah. flares, uh, being really cheesy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there will be people that aren't big Bowie fans that were there going, "This isn't good Bowie," blah blah blah. But, and and I know that yeah, Dylan doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't even yeah, doing any of his old songs at this. I think he was just doing his new album, and that was it at Hop mm. Farm Festival, whenever, whatever that was. Mm. But oh, and yeah, he wouldn't have the screens yeah, turned yeah, yeah. on, so you couldn't see him hardly. But mm. that's pretty yeah. much my only. <laughs> and I kind of almost quite liked him for being a curmudgeon, if I'm honest. And I thought, yeah, this is this is fairly decent. And I mm. think a couple of times when he's had now, yeah, I might yeah, have yeah, had a little yeah. of his later stuff had a little shifty at it, but 
to be honest, what puts me off with mm. early Dylan is whenever you see some nerd with a guitar at a party or whatever, they're always playing <laughs> Dylan, and I'm like, no, nah, not for me. <laughs> so that's where I come in. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing yeah. some baggage as well. Um, yeah, I do know completely what you mean. Uh, for me, I think I probably, uh, when I was working my first job when I was like 21, like someone put on, um, oh God, mm. The Hurricane, is it? That's, that's, you know, based on that true life story of that black boxer that was a fit up for murder Denzel Washington played him in a biopic as well and it was on and uh, someone and it's an incredible song that lays it all out and it's this kind of stormy bluesy kind of uh, epic really the story and I just remember kind of the kind of smarter older people that worked in the office sort of talking about it and being a bit like in praise of it but even then you know and I mean this was like yeah years after that song had first been out but being really like sniffy about Dylan being this kind of like curmudgeon who's like cornering you in a bar to tell you like the same story over and over again I'm sure I would have heard Dylan before then but I remember thinking that was one of those instances where you're like ha 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 and you're laughing along and I was like oh yeah isn't that classic Dylan and uh, I didn't know anything about Bob Dylan really I'd probably listen to I'd probably actually tell a lie I'd, I'd bought some albums at university I think I bought Highway 61 Revisited which is like you know, the one of the quintessential ones. I think I bought Blonde on Blonde and stuff, and I tried to have my my Dylan education, and so I do love those albums. But you know, I've not felt that kind of. So you know, can I, I ask you a question? You so you bought, did you buy them albums Dylan, just out of blind? Of, I yeah, should probably on. check this guy out. God, I would never. Do I think that. so. I like, yeah, like, I don't know. I'd probably been like reading. I'd probably no. been like reading something or. Quite often, what would happen would I? There'd be one song on a soundtrack to a film or whatever, and I'd sort of, I'd sort of, root around and find out the album that that song was on. Because that was also like the only way you get music kind of, when we was at university. You yeah. couldn't, you couldn't just go on YouTube and yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but but with this album, um, yeah, Dylan is a fascinating test case in that he's. He sort of now sounds like somebody doing a really well, hard-hearted you know Bob Dylan impression, one of doesn't he? Big... I'm really fascinated. Like every time he pipes up, you're like, "This guy's taking the piss out of Dylan." This... Oh, it's but actually him. For okay, me, okay, this is his voice. This yeah. album sounds a bit like, mm. and I dare say, some of his other most recent ones, a sort of half-baked Tom Waits mm. impression. Hmm. Yeah, 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 and it's. I mean, I f- I feel like I feel like maybe we're skipping over the the fact that this is a pretty, you know, no matter what you think, it's kind of a really interesting, knotty. It's full of these little pop culture references and Easter eggs and stuff. The first song, I contain multitudes. He's kind of, you know, dropping all these kind of little lyrical cues and clues and breadcrumbs and there's references to... Who does he reference in that 
and and you know, Murder Most Foul is like a sixteen minute opus, mm. like right at the end of it. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but there's a but there's a sort of there's an intensity and tightness to it as well and kind of a vitality that you probably wouldn't expect from somebody like you know you know approaching the end of their what well this is the other thing i'm also kind of reviewing it as uh, this is an 80 year old man here let's make this which is pretty impressive if you ask me yeah yeah so yeah i i i feel full disclosure i feel like i need to have some more time with this record but it's it's really it's weird. I think I think initially <laughs> I think initially I listened to it and I was like, Wow, this sounds like old old person music and I felt <laughs> young for the first time in years, I think. 'Cause I was like 'cause I was like, Oh my god, I I I think of myself as being like a real like duffer, like in terms of musical taste, but this is even a little bit too crinkly for me. But having listened to it more, um there is something there is something about it. I think I'm starting to see what the fuss is about in terms of this album and its critical reaction and stuff. And even if you kind of divorce it from the kind of uh, Dylan narrative of you know, because people do love this idea. You mentioned Weller, and you know he's basically been doing this for a decade plus now of of a late mm. re- revival or resurgence or somebody who is like a uh, elder statesman or elder stateswoman kind of coming out with this kind of really vital vigorous sounding um, project like later in their career when they should be like easing up and just doing covers but not um, that I want this to become a but genre yeah, yeah, but it's so, a bit like yeah. uh, were you into almost mm. like the Bowie records the last two Bowie records there felt like an urgency because you're running out of time quite frankly and that's really interesting yeah, to yeah, see yeah, an artist yeah. in any medium mm. exploring that. And it's like there's a lot yeah. of ph- philosophical yeah. feelings on here. It's not the right thing to say, but you know, there's a lot of philosophy has gone yeah, into the yeah. record, into the lyrics, yeah, I mean, and it is a bit slow yeah, at yeah. times. And like you know, for my personal taste, it's a bit like mm. a bit, and also maybe a little bit too country yeah. at times. And there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of swampy bayou yeah 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 like you're in a kind of uh but i know what you mean i think i think more time like needs to be spent with it 50s and i might just give it that whereas i didn't think mm. i was gonna yeah. i was like yeah this is good but i can't see me like really getting stuck into this but maybe i will actually mm. absolutely fascinating and um yeah i think your point about i i, I do really like the idea of like you know yeah music is so like all art forms is like so focused on youth and i think there is that thing of only expecting a certain thing from older artists and i think it's really amazing that that this is still possible and that somebody can bring out an album at this stage and mm. still be getting five star reviews and still be surprising people and still be sort of um, infuriating and delighting them so yeah I think I'm going to give it uh, a sort of I'm going to give it a kind of benefit oh, of the yeah. doubty seven 
in terms of I know yeah, I need I'm to easily give it giving time, it a seven to be honest. Um, but I feel mine's like, an easy seven. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like we've agreed too much today, but it's an easy seven cool. from me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to okay. one that I can't okay. pronounce and I don't right. think we're going to agree on. <laughs> Can you do your pronunciation, please? Um, I want to hear this. Karubin. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm not. I'm not that certain. I think it's Krung Bin, which is a right, Thai okay. word for aeroplane. Um, and the album is Speaking. Mordecai. No, I definitely you wasn't saying Mordecai. No, I've you? come across that word before. Krung Bin, Mordecai, this is their third album proper. Um, is there a song on here? Well, I've picked the last were, two, so why don't you pick? You uh, hate least? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go for the for the single, because I think it's just really good. And it's pro- pro- possibly a little overplayed, but what are you going to do? So this is Time, You and I. <laughs> Okay. I feel like I know where you're going to go with this because I feel like maybe picked it I for that reason. Have um, some. <laughs> no, funnily enough, this wasn't that. You know, I yeah, you know me too well. I have got form in terms of just like kind of um, deliberately picking albums that I think are going to wind you up. But this wasn't that. This wasn't uh, the case of that. It, it does seem to be. A, a, quite a breakthrough album for them um, they are a trio of musicians originally from Houston Texas or at least based there they record in a farm which I'm sure you'll love um, they are Laura Lee uh, Mark Spear and Donald DJ Johnson um, they I don't know how you they, they kind of have a lot of varied global influences kind of uh there's uh psych in there there's a bit sort of eastern funk um uh but this does seem like a really big breakthrough album for them they've got like huge spots spotify plays um primarily instrumental uh music before this but this record off the back of a little EP they did with Leon Bridges, the uh, Texan soul singer that came out last year. Um, this is kind of the first time they've had more vocals. They've had sort of pre- predominantly vocal tracks. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I basically yeah. think that single is amazing. There's another song on there. Pelota, Pelota, um, which I think might be like Spanish for ball, um, which is really fun. And um, I think that, yeah, they've they've got something about them. They've got a kind of, um, 
so here, so here is the downside, I think, and the thing that I maybe struggled with more on this album because I really loved that single and I was quite excited about this coming out. It's got the real. It's absolutely smacks of kind of. You're taking Harry straight out of my mouth. Needs to put on something that is in a <laughs> that is inoffensive, but is kind of just going to be like nice, gentle background music and like just interesting enough to uh, to uh, appease uh, the people in this fictional cafe. And it has just slightly got that. And I, and I feel like it's an indictment of the Spotify age, isn't it? Where you get like these, you know, there's even a thing now of Spotify pop, which is this kind of inoffensive stack em high sell em cheap like kind of instrumentally vaguely chill out and ambient music that dominates playlists and whatever and I kind of I always, I always like to do my reviews based on how likely am I mm. to listen to this again and I can tell you like unless I'm trying to impress like a, a big business owner on his mm. yacht or you know if I if I am working in this cafe where they sell <laughs> natural wines and you know everything's on rye bread, I I just I just I'm like you know you say oh it's it's chill out it chilled me right out the room I was I was like I oh, I forgot I was listening to it to be perfectly honest at one point it feels very much like look at me. I've travelled yeah, the world yeah, and brought yeah. you all these influences in the most dull way possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad I, I, I do know what you mean. I, I feel like I feel like there is definitely Yeah, there is definitely and I've actually been getting through no sort of deliberate tactic, just kind of Weirdly, I've just been, I have been listening to quite a lot of instrumental stuff like over the past year or so, like Kate Trinada, um, Bonobo, um, there's quite a few others, and it's it's a really fine balance. Like, there are people okay. that manage to do I, it, I, and it's still interesting, and it still feels like they're taking like, some risks, and there's character to it, but yeah, I know what you mean. I think at its worst. This thing where it's kind of you know yeah that is it there the... is no focus it's like and there's um, no focus hollow like shit kind of drift on here which was fairly mm. instrumental for me that's a miles better record than this because yeah, it's got yeah, yeah, it drives yeah, at something right. yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. the melody drives at stuff this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this yeah. is just yeah bumbling along yeah. a bit for me yeah. <laughs> Let's not let's not muck about then. Let's not. Um, one thing that I did find weird was they. Um, I think they, Laura Lee and Mark Spear at least, they both they wear like enormous wigs, like black sort of shaggy wigs because they, because they want to sort of protect, get yourselves, protect their guys. own identities, like how they actually look. <laughs> Um, would you ever wear a I mean, wig, occasionally on stage I wear a mullet. Because I think it's funny. A clip-in mullet. 
But I take oh, yeah, it off at the end. That's true. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, so that's true. No, so, I have. Uh, yeah, that no, was your no, point. No, no. You've, ba- you've basically got a lot in common with these guys. Anyway, let's do the scores. Uh, five. <laughs> um, I felt that's quite high almost. Five. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, no reasonable. Um, no, no, no. I'm going to go six. But you you seem to have, as this episode's gone on, you've you've Um, become happier. I feel like, and I've become more cross. So I don't know what that says about our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Slightly swapped. I feel like only one of us can be up at any one time, and the other one's just like. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Right. Let's land this sucker. The enigma that is Nadine Shah. Yes, I bloody love Nadine Shah. Um, neither <laughs> of our wives listen to this. Although my wife can hear me now, but uh, yeah, she's great. Um, this is uh, Kitchen Sink. Her well, fourth she's throwing everything record. Into, hasn't she? Um, why don't you pick the song on this one, Joe? <laughs> Have you got one that you want? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, she absolutely has. Uh, yeah. I like Wasp's um, Nest. <laughs> <laughs> you were really, you were really pleased. With that. She's, she's, uh, she's thrown everything at. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good yeah. to be fair. Pretty good. Um, wasp's nest, wasp's nest. Yeah, wow. No. Um, which one's that? That's that the last song? No, almost the last song. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a blast. Uh-huh. The wasp's nest, which is. Quite hard to say, I'm finding. And I love him like no other. And I want you to believe. And I want you in the photos. And I want you next to me. I feel like you I say every bloody week. Don't know a lot about the Dean Shah. <laughs> I didn't know a lot about the Dean Shah. I know she she uh, popped up on a couple of Ghost Poet records. Yeah, might only be one. I'm not. I, I don't know a lot about her, uh, but right. I, 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 I certainly. Actually, yeah. uh, she's got a very yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. unusual yeah. heritage. She's half or part Pakistani, part. Do you know the other part? That's it, Norwegian, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think her mum, and then also like British Norwegian, and uh, yeah, 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 which you yeah, can hear. Yeah, she's from the northeast, voice, which I think is really joy. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. But you know, yeah, I almost like great. most yeah, on this album. That. Um, yeah, it's the musicality. Yeah. There's so many interesting sounds. Yeah, and melodies and rhythms going on on this. Hmm. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Yeah, they they really really are. Um I uh I am an enormous fan of hers as I've already said, but I kind of I I think her 2017 mm-hmm. album, which was the last one, um Holiday Destination, which got a Mercury nom. I think I came to that and then I went back to her previous two and she's cold. I just really really like her I think she's got like such a um, 
she's got such a kind of she's cool she's really cool she's really funny she's really um uh she's like i don't know she's got um she's got like a directness yeah um i mean there's a song called ladies for babies <laughs> goats for love um and uh, which is apparently based on like a drawing that her brother did um uh when she was a kid um yeah what is it that i what is it that i like about her but i i think you're right there's something about the the juxtaposition of her quite kind of frank mm. um wry uh lyrics and slightly arch singing style and this kind of this kind of like really unpredictable mercurial kind of sound that kind of at times is like really punky and rocky and at uh-huh. other times gets a bit sort of baroque and kind of quiet and flinty and yeah I just think she's like she's an absolute dude and she she kind of tends to to theme her albums around quite difficult not difficult issues and they're things that other people write about but she really kind of tackles them in quite an incisive way so this one's about the various expectations that that society thrusts on women of a certain age like in their 30s and stuff so it's about you know pressure to procreate pressure to look a certain way um and other things like that but what i really like and i saw her talking about this in an interview was that she wanted to wrap those themes in yeah, something that there is there is a real humour to it and buoyant and strange and not just kind of like yeah 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 mm-hmm. and the one I really like is Buckfast I mean it's called Buckfast first of all and it's just got like a really great almost like drunken swing to it um, yeah she's just she's just like. Uh, yeah, I got fully obsessed for like a few, and it's great. And if if you're into this album, or you've just mm. heard like it, she sounds the the sound absolutely implore you to like dive into, you know, uh, fast sound, food uh, is, is her very, second album, uh, I think. Nick is, like, Cave-esque really, really as well. Yeah, go on. Which I like because I I like the sound of Nick Cave, but I've never really gelled that yeah, much with his voice. Yeah, yeah. So this is like, oh, this is great for me, and mm. also yeah. Uh, I just yeah yeah Ben Hillier is the guy go to producer um, a lot of yeah who's her kind of like cohort yeah, also yeah, I I only just looked this up now she's just yeah she's awesome I can't believe she's only 34 yeah. she sounds so wise and otherworldly yeah. that you know mm. she she seems like she's got so much wisdom mm. about her yeah. sound yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I think there's real like there's real sort of like bravery to what she does as well. Like, which let sounds, me tell you, when people say that to me at comedy, so that is not maybe, a compliment. But like, you know, very brave pol- up there. Po- <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I'm was very that with brave. No, with no though, actual jokes to to go up there and and do that and. <laughs> really brave really really provocative 
But um, but in this instance, I completely mean it as a compliment. I just mean like she's like, um, yeah, the last mm. album was kind of like tackling the refugee crisis and things like that, but like doing it in a really humane, interesting way. I just really like that she takes these things that are in the ether and are very like in your Twitter feed, but she finds really interesting ways to articulate them and yeah um ladies for, <laughs> ladies for babies and goats for life. i mean i'm doubting myself every time i say it out loud but yeah it's literally called ladies for babies goats for love um when i first heard that song i was really excited about what she was coming back with because i'd really loved the fir- the previous albums and i remember in a similar way that we've spoken about you know, like with Arctic Monkeys saying like Tranquility Base or, you know, when you hear something and it's an artist has taken mm. a leap and you just absolutely are not on board with it. And I was like, what has she done? This is horrible. And then, you know, on the third listen, you're just like, oh my God, this is actually the greatest I just, thing I've ever heard. And you can't, and I sort of really... I just love it when people that can, go that can off take on a topic those big you wouldn't expect anybody to cover in is. music. I think it was much more of a thing years ago than it is mm. now. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Back in the like 80s especially. But yeah, I, mm. I was like, yes, yes yeah, please. Yeah. Take my money. Yeah. I'll have a copy of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mate. She's well, an absolute genius. I'd love to get her on the podcast. Well, let's see if I might only give it a five. Interviewer. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't. What, I don't want. I don't want people thinking that I'm a stooge just because I get her on the pod. Like I'm going to give it a high mark. Uh, but I am going to give it a high mark, uh, and, and we'll clip that bit oh, before right. I set a five yeah, up yeah, and yeah. send it to her people and see if we can get her on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really didn't um, want yeah. to uh, say that uh, they were both worth the same, but because I was like, I think I enjoy one of these albums more than the other, with Haim, mm. which is my highest score so far <coughs> today. But I think I think they're pretty level mm. pegging in completely different ways. So I'm going to give mm. it another eight. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he wants on I'll the give it a nine. I feel like I've talked myself into it. Um, yeah, yeah. She's. I really, really want that to come on the pod. Pathetic, really. Um, honest date yeah. and a smarmy night. Um, yeah, but yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> and. Um... <laughs> okay. Well, that that's basically it, isn't oh, it? Yes. Mate. If you like right. to go to bed at, at ten thirty, then you Can might. I go to bed. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed uh, today's episode of JJ's Album Club. (laughs) I um, I don't really need to go to bed. Uh, What else have you been listening to, Jack? I break (coughs) horses. Any good? I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, there's a really great. Yeah, I listen to that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. lovely stuff. Uh, There's a really great new Everything Everything song. Which is called? Mm. It's not their most recent one, but the one before, mm. and it's it's about a fatberg. <laughs> it's called uh, Arch Enemy. It's really Excellent. good. 
Look, look up, watch the video. It's like, oh, awesome! All right, I'll there's a fat bug in it. That's all. Like that's all I can tell you about it, really. But yeah, yeah I really like that. I'm really excited <laughs> for them to bring out a new album soon. Yeah, but you can't beat 1994 Oasis at Glastonbury, mate. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed no, the podcast, we don't ever ask anybody to things. give us any yeah. money or anything like that. We are just nice boys, but we do need reviews, so please uh, give it a little five star and subscribe to it. That always helps us as well, and we'll keep bringing you all this nonsense and opinions and guests. All right? Okay, then. All right. Yeah. See you Saturday yeah. for some more strong more dark guess. fruits. All right, mate. Hmm. All right. Thanks, Super everyone. Super Saturday, mate. Yeah. See ya. It's going to be great. Thank you very much. Take cool. care. Bye. I'll put that up tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, if you can...